Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sportsbook that gives you tools to win, like my bookie. And my bookie doesn't matter if your team's up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays. I like teasers. And take advantage of the huge prize pool contest. Plus, my bookie currently has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit, withdraw, Quick, carries a one-time rollover, can't find that anywhere else. Just use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, or scan the QR code on this video right next to my face here to claim your own cash deposit bonus now. That's promo code 49ers. So try my money uh, money bag. Uh, you basically roll the dice, and it picks a team and gives you extraordinary extraordinary odds on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Um, lots of fun options there, so bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I do mean anywhere, wherever you are, you can bet with my bookie. Just make sure you use the promo code 49ERS, and let's go. Let's make some money together. Time, the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is Tuesday, which means we're all in for a treat because we got this guy next to me, Wayne Breezy. How we doing, my man? We doing great, man. Look, 10 and 3, first place, first seed, first to clinch, a bunch of firsts. <laughs> it's what I like. Man, I wish this was the first day of the week where we could bring him the John and Wayne show. But it happens to be the second day of the week, so I'm still grateful to be here, bro. Oh, I freaking love it, man. The, the, the chat's blowing up. Love all the hashtag CCs, all the breezy brunch. BBs, they're out there, too. Appreciate it. Look at this. VZ says, we the number one seed because we balling. We got a Travis King reference at the start of the show. I ain't mad about that. I ain't mad about that at all. We got all. a new video coming out, too, with uh, E-40. Shout out He's, to Travis King and E-40. That's he working. Dope. He yeah. working. Yeah. Uh, I think I play against him in our fantasy playoff matchup this week. So uh, yeah. I like Travis. You, but uh, league you didn't even freaking care about. And all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, you just playing hey, for the man. champ. I love it, it man. It's, it's what it is. It's what we do. So we've got a lot of stuff today uh, that I'm really excited to cover uh, with you because we want to go over kind of, you know, I was at the game, Wayne East Coast. He wasn't there for this one. And so we haven't even talked about the game. And we purposefully don't do that because we want this authentic, real bringing in these two different approaches and ways in which we saw the game. We're going to talk a little Jason Verrett. We're going to jump into some nostalgia, which is turning into a John and Wayne must. We've got to look in the past just because I, I can't help it, man. It, yeah. It's an issue. So let, let's start off with that. We got a lot of awesome comments in the chat. We're going to get to those questions, but real quick, Wayne, what were your thoughts on the game 
as it was going live and just kind of what were some of your takeaways slash feelings, emotions as the game played out? Yeah, I mean, like, look, throughout the game, I, I felt like the 49ers had that dominant uh, factor, um, but it, it just seemed like the Seattle Seahawks had zero fear and they were going to come out and give us their best shot. And um, at no point did I think that Seattle was going to find a way to, to win this game. Uh, if anything, the 49ers are going to have to figure out how to lose the game. Uh, and the 49ers trailed at one point in the second quarter, 10 to 7, and then they just flipped a switch. And it's kind of rough, tough when you flip a switch and you get your offense cooking. I thought that Brock Purdy, in my opinion, made really good adjustments opposed to, you know, seeing what it was like at the beginning of the game over the middle of the field and then adjusting to it. I mean, John, I'm going through my explosive play film right now for the Patreon members, and I'm like, dang, they picked on number 20. Like, granted, number 20 made a play <laughs> in the game, but they were picking on Julian Love, their yep. safety. And I think every explosive play so far that I've counted – had been on Julian Love. And when I'm talking explosives, I'm talking passes 20 yards or more down the field. I mean, everyone, George Kittle twice. Like, I, I'm not even going to get into it. I, so so it felt like the Niners were dominating, but the score wasn't reflecting their dominance yeah. because when you got 527 yards of pure offense and you don't control the time of possession, first game I've seen – where a team wins by 12 points and doesn't have the time of possession in their favor. I, I I scratched my head. So if we're winning games like that, that's a good thing because the playoffs are going to be rough and stuff with the Afro puffs. <laughs> I freaking love it, man. And, and yeah, like at the game, it was a little close early. It was a little dirty early. But that's the thing is like the consistency of this 49ers offense, we'll start there. They scored one touchdown every single quarter of the game. Like just – methodic look we're scoring a touchdown this quarter maybe a little extra and there was a lot left on there no no doubt you had the interception miscommunication between Ayuk and purdy uh you you had another miscommunication between Ayuk and debo should the route sit should it keep going against zone that ended a drive you had the Ayuk, which was a points you know that fumble man that was huge because that took points off the board that was the one that did but correct you had the fake punt, which was incredible from Mitch Wisnowski. You had the block, which people got really upset at me about. We could talk about a little bit on here. I'm still pissed about it. I went back and watched film. I'm still mad. Uh, uh, you know, I get that the rookie Ronnie Bell slipped, but the first down had already been had, and it just totally wiped away. Like, oh, you don't cross block. You don't go against the the grain, but I love the effort of the rookie. He's incredible. Um, and I also, I do have to apologize because I got a handful of mentions. And I don't even want to say this, but I had like four or five emails, and I want to apologize because somebody said, you know, one of my biggest fears was Ronnie Bell returning punts. He did a hell of a job. Not so much yard-wise, but he protected the ball. That's all we need. And I said, you know what? I don't like number 10 back there returning punts. I didn't mean to say link Kyle Williams to him, but a bunch of people got mad at me for that. So I want to apologize to the faithful community. That's not what I'm trying to do. Wasn't the goal. I messed up. I take full responsibility. That's my bad. But uh, let's talk about your Michigan guys because hey. they they playing. They, they're being targeted, but they're playing. They're, they are being targeted. I mean, we, let's start with the defense. Let's start with Ambry Thomas. Like He gives up the touchdown. Uh, and he gave up a five out of the six targets, right? So he gave up the completions. But that's what Embry Thomas does. I, like, he's a great tackling DB. He's going to play over 
and give up the underneath. All the routes were underneath, but he was there to make the tackle. I, I thought the best coverage he had was the one on DK Metcalf. I mean, he did everything right other than mistime the jump to where he could have gotten the PBU. He gets the PBU. That pass He's, was that, that pass was a pretty fun. That was a that was come on, Drew Locke dropping a I don't even think Geno Smith can drop a beautiful pass like that. But that was a beautiful pass, great adjustment by DK Metcalf, and it was great coverage, in my opinion, by Ambry Thomas. But everything else was underneath, didn't give up any yak yards. That's the way he plays. That's the way they're asking him to play. So I, I'm not going to be too mad at him uh, about that, I, you know. Um, but Ronnie Bell, special teams, you know, muff. Not in a muff punt, but, you know, I, I kind of slightly disagree with you, bro. Like, the dude... They're playing football. He's trying to get a block. Unfortunately, he slips, and they sell it. And I get it. It's stupid, but it is football. It's part acting, and they got well, the That's call. a penalty even if he does slip. Like, it's still a penalty. I don't think it would have been a penalty because the guy went into like, you him. You can't block below the waist on change of possession plays. Like, it doesn't matter if you trip. Like, it's kind of like I don't think he would have. My point is, if I'm looking at it, it looked like. He wouldn't have gotten the block if the guy didn't initiate the contact. Mm -hmm. Like, if it was just, like, let's say if the receiver ran into him and he fell on the ground, it wouldn't have been a block. But because the way the receiver hit and you kind of see Ronnie Bell, like, lunge, they called the block. So it's still a bonehead play. It's a rookie mistake. You're going to yeah, get I think it. It's a learning moment. And so, yeah. like, here, and as a coach, my number one thing was, look, Effort penalties, I will always be okay with. And Ronnie Bell has effort out the wazoo. And that's that's a foundational kind of guy that you can build around. That even if, you know, we keep Ayuk and Debo and all these guys long-term, which we hope we do, there will always be a place for Ronnie Bell here because of his attitude and effort. It wasn't the smartest play. It did cost us, took away a possession. But but it didn't give up any points. At the end of the day, it didn't, didn't cost you anything other than getting off the field uh, we're, we're keeping the drive alive. Excuse me. That that's what it would have did. Uh, on that Mitch Wisnowski heads up non-play of a play. I mean, like he when he looked at the ball, like th that had to be the highlight of the game. I know Debo went berserk, but that had to be a crazy moment because I can see Kyle saying, "Hey man, if you ever see something like that again, man, feel free to have the green light." And yeah. so, like when you looked at the the way the special teams, they were just playing so far off the line. Like, they weren't even trying to, like, return. They were trying to max block back there somewhere in the return game. They weren't even trying to block it. It was no plump block formation for that. So, hey, I man. was I was, I was flipping out because Kyle Shanahan's never called a fake punt in his entire career as a 49ers coach. He still hasn't. Still hasn't. And he even <laughs> talked about it afterwards. He's like, yeah, you know, I called it at the perfect time. He's like, I didn't call it. He's like, that was all Mitch. Uh, and so I love that they're giving Mitch that much leeway. He's it's by trust. far one of the best players on the team. Definitely Consistent. Pro Bowl contact. Yeah, he should be definitely up for the Pro Bowl as a punter for this year for the NFC. But listen, look again. As far as the game, I just feel like the the Niners dominated mentally, physically, uh, and they closed out a game. Like you know, the defense closed out a game. The defense made some mistakes, a couple of offsides penalties, one on fourth down from Nick Bosa. Like at the end of the day, the, the defense. On which would have been an interception for Diamandre Lenore, uh, but the defense, what four sacks, two interceptions, still lead the league in interceptions. They figure out a way to close out, and here's the most important part: I think we're finally seeing an offense that 
can score whenever they want. Like, I think that's the key. Like, all right, we down, cool, no problem. We'll just go ahead and score. You know what I'm saying? Explosives or non-explosives. Yeah. And, and again, you got to remember, like, first time you've beat the uh, Seahawks five times in a row. That's never happened in 49ers history. That's huge. First time Pete Carroll's lost four consecutive games in a row. You were two of those four losses. You knocked them out of the playoff picture almost completely, but then a bunch of other teams lost as well. So now they're kind of still in it. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, got a few super chats I want to jump into. Jonathan Davis, lead singer of Corn. Um, a couple people get that reference. Uh, thank you for your <laughs> generosity. He says, uh, John, you are amazing. 49ers Rush Road Trip is awesome. The community is incredible. Man, we had such a good time hanging out. Um, was really, really cool. Well over 100 people came out to our tailgate. We partied before and afterwards, gave away a ridiculous amount of stuff. Food was great. Drinks were great. Had a great time. Thank you, Jonathan. And like I got to say, you know, if you guys haven't been out yet, th- this upcoming week is the week of weeks, man. We, we've got Patrick Willis coming to the 49ers Rush Road Trip this week out in Arizona at Glendale. Come party with us. Then we've got the tailgate, all you can eat, all you can drink at McFadden's, one block from the stadium on Sunday. Really hope you guys come out, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. And then we got another question right here. I want you to take this one, Wayne. Go Blooded 310. Thank you so much for the contribution. We appreciate the super chat. Bang, bang. Ayuk blocking downfield 70 yards symbolizes this team. Selfless savages. I wish I had a bigger pop filter to pop to get all the essence and stuff out of the selfless savages. But yeah, man, you've seen it. First play of the game. He's down the field uh, blocking uh, for Christian McCaffrey. You know, that's what he does. That's what he, here's the kicker. He wasn't even the best blocking wide receiver in the game. It's Debo. I went on a rant yesterday. I went on a Debo rant. Like, this dude is in the best physical shape he's ever been in his life. Yes. He's given the best effort. He's the most passionate we've ever seen him. It's just, right now, I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to say this. Right now, he's the best player in football. Like, not the 49ers. He's the best player. Debo is the best right now. And so as long as we can keep him in this form, the 49ers are unstoppable. CMC's great. Brock Purdy should be up there for MVP. Don't disagree with any of those things. But right now, mm-hmm. with what he's done three weeks in a row, he's still in people's I mean, souls. I mean, he's got what? He's, he's breaking records, right? First ever wide receiver with... 19 rushing touchdowns. He's the first. He's the Ever. first of first. We were talking about first. He's another first. And then he's back to back games with with uh with touchdown run and a touchdown catch. Like he's just doing it. Listen, it's the mentality for him, in my opinion. It it, it, it and, and I'm not trying to take away and say that he never had that mentality, you know, but when you can't, it it's two things. It's the mentality and it's the health. And so when your health is right. You think right. Like, and think about it, right? You ever go on, on a weight loss journey? I'm, I'm currently doing it, right? And then and, 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 and you start losing weight, and you're like, hell yeah. So you go harder. Like you go harder and harder. And then all of a sudden, you kind of start gaining weight. And you can't figure out what it is. Your body's changing, blah, blah, blah. And it makes you start questioning stuff. I just think Debo has gotten rid of the questions, and he's gotten back to himself mentally. You could tell he's playing for his family now. Mm-hmm. His son is a 
adorable. Like, what a beautiful family. You can see them out on the football field. And he's different. And and this is the sign of maturity from players as rookies to their, what, what year is he? Fifth, fourth year in the league, right? And so this is maturity. This is what it looks like. You know, you, 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 you have a kid, you start a family. Things change, you know? Uh, uh, the stuff goes up. Houses cost money. Things need to be fixed. Like, it just changes the way you prepare mentally for a game. And I think the cute the key to Debo Samuel, even coming out of college, John, and you could be a, a firm witness to this, he came into the league injured. I mean, the dude didn't even finish. He played so well in the short period of time of the senior bowl game, Kyle Shanahan drafted him in the second round. He didn't yep. even finish the game. He got injured. It was like injured. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The way he played and, you know, Will Muschamp, who was his coach at South Carolina, even told John Lynch, like, hey, you got to watch him in the offseason. You got to watch him in the offseason. He'll come back in a little overweight. And the maturation process, it just took time. It just took time. And now he's there. And so now you have a pro's pro, and he's out there balling. I freaking love it. Look at this. Michael Pickle, appreciate you, man. Uh, so excited. Can't wait. Arizona's going to be awesome. little concerned about the injuries starting to snack, stack up on the defense, but I feel like our offense is in a place to be dominant team. What do you guys think? You know, the crazy thing is the 49ers defense is ranked ahead of the 49ers offense. And I get, like, this is statistically, and there's lots of different metrics, points, yards, whatever else. But if we're just looking at points, 49ers, number one defense, number three offense. Both are elite. There's no doubt about that. But, like, if you want to jump into the argument, what's one is performed better and more consistent this year? Man, I'm sorry. I'm going to go defense because you look at those losses. I'd put one of those losses on the defense, maybe two. But the offense was bad, all three of them. But let, let's talk these injuries. Defensive tackles and concern. We were at that Atlanta game last year, Wayne. Mm-hmm. And we got to play a team this week that likes power runs. Yeah, I, I don't think people understand who James Conner really is. It's power running back, power running back, not the finesse guy, not the guy that's going to look to bounce to the outside. He's going to be the guy that's going to try to run up in the middle, and I'm not trying to jump to the to the matchup between Arizona. But when you're missing two studs at your, your two starting studs at your defensive tackle position it kind of raises the question for me so i'm kind of with michael here because yeah you can put in kevin Givens, yeah you can put in a kalia davis javon kinlaw yeah that's it you could bring up ty mcgill but those are depth pieces javon kinlaw accepted the role as a depth piece he's having a tremendous year this season as a pass rushing dt more than the run stuff in dt which he normally was but again depth now you're saying all right we got to split these snaps up we can give the majority to kinlaw he can get 30 plus we got to give some to kalia davis got he got to get 20 and and then you got to give 20 something to kevin givens but if those are your starters who's the depth yeah it, it's rough, and, you know, with Hargrave, we'll see how long he's out. Armstead might be able to go this week. I don't want to really rush him back, but you got to win this game. Yeah. You got to win this game, and I, I got to give props to Kevin Givens because we were all talking Ken Law. We were talking 
uh, Kalia Davis and Givens comes out and outperformed all of them. All of them. Um, he's a, he's a vet. <laughs> he's a vet waiting for a starting opportunity, right? And 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 I'm glad that we have that. But again, you're de- they're the depth. So if they're the depth, who's the depth, right? They got those are guys that would rotate in and be fresh. Who's going to be the fresh rotation off the bench? It's going to be guys we haven't seen all season. Like I said, will they call up Ty McGill from the offensive uh, from the uh, practice squad, or would we see some makeshift on that defensive front? You watch Nick Bosa line up over center this game, so I don't know what Steve Wilkes has planned, uh, but they got to make sure that they get the job done. Number one, stop the run. That is the number one thing they need to do against the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm not just talking James Cook. Those edges got to be able to contain that little muskrat out back there uh, running with the football. Yeah, a little little guy. Hopefully there's a double points for Call of Duty this week. Uh, we know he's not breaking down the film. Let's just be real. Now, all right, let's go. Let's talk. We get a legend back. Jason Verrett. He's worn every number in the books for us. He is back on the practice squad. He was at the game in the stands as a fan. This was this has been in the making for a while. The injury to Charvarius Ward, the groin, doesn't seem too severe, but they bring him onto the practice squad right off the bat. What are your thoughts there with a uh, uh, good old Verrett, the it's legend? So, coming it's, back? It's, it's 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 almost like he's the 49er legend. I mean, I know he was here off and on uh, throughout the tail end of his career, and he gave you an all-pro season. I know he didn't get all-pro that year, but, man, he was officially a lockdown corner and found a way to stay healthy. Unfortunately, we didn't advance uh, in the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl that year, and then the next year he dealt with injury, and it, it is what it is, right? But at the end of the day, you're bringing back a savvy vet, a guy that knows the system, uh, a guy that can help this young. You got to remember, the, the, the DB room is still young. Now you got a vet veterans vet in with the the cornerbacks and then you get the veterans vet and the safeties uh with with um oh my gosh mine's drawing a blank but you get the safety vet back there as well and that's good right like logan ryan and so this is good for the niners now here's my thing if mooney ward isn't available to go and he has a good practice week i'm talking about for i could possibly see the niners keeping things in its original form adding the new guy to the outside keeping ambry to the outside and putting in this particular game and these particular matchups against those particular speedy wide receivers it's a low risk high reward i would just do it i'd rather have them out there than isaiah oliver put diamondro lenore back in the slot keep it moving because i don't see any big guys other than trey mcbride which is their tight end that they'll have to figure out to cover and so i can see verrett if he has a clean great set of practices this week he might be made to that active roster yeah yeah michael wilson was their other big wide receiver he's out he's he's out not playing you speak that was my their language, physical bro. guy. He's on the IR. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you there. This is one of the smallest. You know, again, this is a Cliff Kingsbury build, which is not how you win football games. In the NFL. They got a new coaching staff, and they're doing fairly well, kind of well. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. You know, Verrett hasn't played. His last game was with us, September of 2021. That's when he got injured. But he's been on Houston's practice squad all year, so he's been with D'Amico. He's in football shape. He's been playing. I, I, I don't know. Now, it's funny because Jason Verrett triggers nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. He went to TCU, played it. I mean, I watched this dude play high school ball, and I, I loved it. I hate TCU, but 
Um, I grew up like a few miles from the campus and I couldn't stand the kids that went there. Well, anyway, that's another story, but <laughs> I wanted us to draft him. He went, I, I did a little deep dive to 2014 draft class. L listen to these names. Okay. The 49ers ended up getting Jimmy Ward at 30. Uh, Jason Verrett went 25. So he went before we were on the clock. Jimmy Ward was a great pick, but listen to these other names that ended up going to the Niners at number 21. Haha -ha Clinton ticks. He was with us. 23 D Ford. 24, Darquez Denard. We had him for a minute. Then for Rhett Ward. Number 42, Jordan Matthews. 43, Western Richburg, who oh. we signed. And he 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 pulled the freaking horn to start the game last yeah. week. Um, not done. We're going to keep going. 50 overall, Jeremiah Tachu. 57, Carlos Hyde. 62, Jimmy Garoppolo. 70, Marcus Martin, our center, who never really got off the ground. And 77, Chris Borland. All wow. in the same draft. That was the first three rounds. And we have we, they've been, they've been all 49ers. Yeah, that's a that's a healthy pool right there. So here here's the, he's the last of the of the last. Um, you know, I, I think he, like I said, I think Verrett, like he he's been healthy, he's been healthy, he's been in a camp, and that's good. The fact that he's in football shape, uh, but he just has to get through a week of 49er practices. That's that's the key. And if he does, man, why not? Why not? You got you you'll have two lockdowns on the outside. Uh, they'll. They'll test Ambry because Ambry, Ambry concerns me in this game because of the double moves. And I feel like that's how they're going to try to to take advantage of Ambry Thomas. I believe that's what happened uh, earlier. And so, like, I, I just they have quicker, shiftier wide receivers. And so you got to put your best guys out there uh, that can cover those type of receivers. If Red is healthy, he should be good to go. Yeah, I like this question from Vince, man. What's going on with Samuel Womack? He's, he's out there killing it on special teams. Yeah. But it seems like. The 49ers don't see him as an option as at the cornerback position. I wonder I wonder if the injury was the setback and he just doesn't get the amount of reps to move to move up. Whereas mm. Ambry Thomas last year, remember what happened to Ambry Thomas last year? Injuries, injuries. Every time he got an opportunity, he just couldn't perform. I just feel like Samuel Womack is in that he just can't climb the depth chart without the proper reps and it'll take him another season because he was on IR at the beginning of the year. So Ambry's stepping up and I think that's what's keeping him out. Now anything can change. Injury can happen. He can go in and ball out and then that's good because now you have talent at the depth positions if we right. need him. Um, but he could be another viable option. I just don't know if he's trusted yet. Um, you know, yeah, and, you know, you look at what happened to Daryl Luter Jr., Johnny Dell, Football Academy. What's up, man? Go subscribe to his channel if you haven't yet. You know, he missed with the hamstring, was doubtful, didn't really practice that much. We'll find out more Wednesday if Luter's an option um, on the outside, which, again, Please. special team stud. This is the dog. We, like, so, and here, and, and this, this is a long-term answer. This is a long-term answer, but so 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 could be Samuel Womack III, okay? So I don't want people to think that he's not uh, – he, it's just an injury. They get him back in on special teams. Listen, the Niners have starters on special teams. That's key. Jordan Mason, this uh, Daryl Luter Jr. If he plays, uh, Samuel Womack. These are guys that can get down the field and crack the block off of these players, and that's what you want, right? And so we're good. We're good now. If they need to come in and and do a job, 
we have them available. So let's get him on special teams. No one wants Luter out there more than me. He is the dog of dog. We haven't even seen what a dog looks like on the secondary yet. I don't. I, and, I, and I like Diamador Lenore, but it's a different type of animal compared to the dog I'm talking about. Darrell Luter Jr. is. Yeah. Um, and Big Papa says, is Luter healthy? We'll find out Wednesday. Um, I doubt he practices, maybe limited, probably on the side. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about that right here. Is Q Knight on the squad? He is not. Sadly, he is not. Uh, Seattle Faithful, what's up, man? I uh, love this chapter. So many guys on the roster that climbed the depth chart that other teams would love to have. Great problem. Well, the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan has been notorious this, notorious for this developmental of the practice squad and rewarding in-house guys. And so when teams have or when players have options, they almost always choose the Niners because the Kyle Shanahan loyalty program. If Shanahan likes you, he's going to give you a chance down the road as a coach, as a player, whatever else. Doesn't matter. Uh, Quantrez Knight's probably the one that is the anomaly to that. Um, they, they didn't really reward him, but almost everybody else has been a part of that. And so, yeah, there we go. I like it. Now, let's let's talk. Let's switch it up. Let's go to playoff talk. Because the 49ers have clinched. They are now officially the one seed. Um, so let, let's pull this up here. They're up there at the top of the chart. Uh, thanks to the Cowboys beating the Eagles. They're the number one seed. First to clinch a playoff spot in the NFL. Everything is right there where they want this. But it's not set in stone. You got a three-way tie as far as records go. You have the 49ers, Cowboys, and Eagles 10-3. and three. But I, I feel like this is huge because the 49ers are right where they want to be, right, Wayne? Yeah, I mean, they are, man. They control their own destiny, right? So the 49ers are in the driver's seat, is which, which is what I like to call it. And so all they got to do is continue to drive. It's like they're ahead of the race. It doesn't matter how they're ahead of the race, but they're ahead of the race. And if you really don't know how they're ahead of the race, it's because they beat the snot out of Dallas and the snot out of Philadelphia. And so they're ahead of the race. And so if the Niners continue to win out and finish 14-3, and three, they'll be the number one seed, point blank, period. Can't nobody top that. But they have to stay on course. They have to keep that focus going. And they got some tough games. And, and, and every team has tough games, okay? So, yeah. like, it's not like the Niners, you know, have the toughest of the schedules. They may have, out of the three teams, the second toughest of the schedule. I, I feel like Philly has the easiest parts of that Rembrandt to the end of the schedule and I think Dallas is going to go through a little ringer as well because they got to play a scrappy Seahawks team that's trying to get uh, uh you know into the playoffs with a wild card and spot Buffalo. they got to play at Buffalo there and there you go when it's when the snow is falling it, it's impossible to win at Buffalo and so like here look the the Niners just got to stay focused on one game at a time and win out and if they continue to do that, they'll be fine. That's yeah. that's the key to the number one seat. That's it. Yeah, shout out to uh, David Walner, diehard Cowboys fan, former teacher I used to work with, great guy. Uh, I got to highlight you guys this week just because you did help us out. Cowboys first place in our division, hashtag CC. Look at that, Cowboys fan. He knows the hashtag CC. Uh, that that is exciting. Now, uh, you know, Nick says Eagles have the easiest schedule and can win out. If we lose one. Uh, we'll be number two, I believe. I'm with you there. Um, like I, right. I think because one of those teams is probably going to win out. Well, let's it, look at the Eagles' schedule, right? So they have the Seahawks, okay? Um, 
they have the Giants, the Cardinals, then the Giants again. Now, the Giants Giants are playing playing good football. football. There you go. The Giants are playing football. So it's not a cakewalk for the Eagles, but when you look at the teams with winning records, none of them have winning records. No, yeah, All they've right. already kind of went through that. Corey, what's up, Corey? The man, dude, such a great dude. He says, uh, do you want the Seahawks to beat the Eagles next Monday? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. The Seahawks ha- are no threat to the 49ers. None. Like, no. It, it, they're almost like how the Rams are. All right, so, and then we look at the Niners' schedule. All right, so next they got the Cardinals. They got uh, one of the best teams in the AFC and the Ravens, okay, who found a way to squeak a win. Then they got the Commanders which I feel like it's going to be a weird scrappy game because they're on they're they're on the road for that game if I'm not mistaken. So that's going to be a weird game of Niners coming into the cold to play in December, late December and then they finish at home against another team in the NFC West that's looking to get into the playoffs. So it's not as easy no. as we think it is. I was trying to find the Cowboys schedule. Here we go. And then the Cowboys, they got Buffalo, they got the Dolphins which got beat and then they got the Lions, which will be probably a great game, but that's an NFC game that they're going to want to win. And then they finish with a divisional game and 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 at Washington. And so that's a team that's a team they can lose to. Like you know, you know how it be. So it's, it's a great end to the season of football for all three teams. But all 49ers got to do is win their games. They're number one. And we'll be favored in every game. And the 49ers will be favored throughout the entire playoffs. And the 49ers will be favored in the Super Bowl if they make it that, like, as far. Any game the 49ers play, they're favored, whether road, home, doesn't matter because of what they've done. Their resume against quality football teams is impeccable. No team in the NFL can say what the Niners have said. Now, yeah, I get it. They've lost three games just like the Cowboys and Eagles had. But the wins against quality teams – no team can 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 boast that. And Bingo. shout out to my man Rick right here. He's the best. Um, he says I can see the Eagles and Cowboys losing one game each, so that gives the 49ers a slight buffer. If that happens, yes. And the last month of the season's mayhem. You saw it last night. Eagles are sorry. The Dolphins up, you know, 13 points with a few minutes left, and they lost. Like craziness is going to ensue. It's and so you can look at the Cardinals. Guess what, man? This is their Super Bowl. They're not going to the playoffs. Kyler Murray is playing for his damn job. If they keep losing, he loses his job, right? You look at the Rams. That game you talked about, Wayne, that might be them for the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's just weird. NFL's it's like weird, it's, man. It's weird. It's it's but it's but it's it's football. It's competitiveness. And when you talk about that part of the nature. I think that's where the Niners up their ante a little bit, right? Because they they rather be in the games that are competitive. Competitive. I I really feel like if Geno Smith was out there even in the Seahawks game, I felt like the Niners would have played a, at a different level. But because it was Drew Locke, they kind of took him slightly for a, a drop off. He was he was darting us up for a period of time until the Niners found a way to adjust again. The reason why the Niners have full control over their destinies because at the end of the day. They are the most balanced team in the NFL. And I'm talking, you could start at the coaching, you go to the offense, you go to defense, and special teams just needs to remain at bay, right? Yeah. Stay where you are. Don't get higher. Don't get lower. Keep it where you are. Well said. And again, if you're just looking at the Niners, Cowboys, Eagles, defense is what separates us. 
All of them have great offenses. All of them have MVP caliber or whatever players. The defense that the 49ers have is what separates them. Cowboys defense is decent. They are turnover heavy, but they're not that great. We saw them. We put up 42 against them, right? The Eagles defense is not good. Those corners are god-awful. And, yeah, I get you added Darius, you know, Leonard and awesome. That's great. It's not good. And so the 49ers defense, even with the injuries they currently have, head and shoulders above. Don says, so if we win two of the next three, do we get a bye week? Need the Cowgirls lose? No, you've got to be able to win. If you want the bye week, you got to win out. Maybe you can get lucky and go three and one. But if you do, I'm probably going to say you're probably going to be the two seed. Um, Now, let's talk about winning the division. Yeah. Because you do have clinching opportunities this week. The 49ers can clinch the win, uh, the division this week. They would have to win, and the Rams would have to lose. That's the only way you can clinch right now because, statistically speaking, the Rams are 4-1 and one in the division. Yeah, it's crazy. The only loss is to the 49ers. And so we got to play them again. So <laughs> At the end, they, though. They have no more division games. We're 4-0 and oh in the division. They're 4-1. and one. So, technically, if the Niners lost – um, or even still, if they won out but then lost to the Rams, the division tiebreaker would be split, right? So we'd have one Correct. and one because we beat them. They beat us once if they win the last game of the year. So division head-to-head doesn't matter. Then it'd go to conference record. We have that one in spades. We're 8-1 and one in the conference. They're 4-4. Four and four. So technically, you lose this game against the Cardinals and you get beat by the Rams the last week of the season. The Rams could still win the division. Seattle Seahawks cannot. They're one and four in the division. They're dog trash. Even if it's tied record, they can't do it. So the Rams are the only people in contention currently for the NFC West. It's the Niners. But to officially clinch, you need one more win from the Seahawks. Or I'm sorry, one more win from the 49ers, one more loss from the Rams to clinch the NFC uh, West. Yeah. And, and, and when you're looking at, like, you know, who the Rams, who they have left, and I'm sitting there looking at their schedule. I mean, they got the Commanders. Um, they got the Saints. I think those are both home games for them. And then they go on the road um, to play the Giants and the 49ers in January. So, you know, those are winnable games. They got the Commanders and the Saints. These are winnable games for the Rams, right? And so they're this this keeps them in the you know contention of being dangerous for the 49ers. So. They got to get the job done. And like you said, the Giants are playing good football. The Saints are trying to win a playoff spot. This is like football is about to be great. Like it's it's great. This is the month where it all starts. Brandon and I, you said it earlier in the season. December, there's no football like December football. Yeah, I'm with you there. And, you know, shout out to Alex, uh, Seattle Faithful. He says Dallas and Detroit playing each other helps our odds of being the one or two seed. I think this is exactly right. This the 49ers correct. are the one or two seed. They're not going to be the three or four seed. That's important. It can't be the four seed. Uh, you can't lose seven games. And if you, even if you did, which is what Tampa Bay is at now, like you're the one or two seed. That's all the 49ers can be. That's it. So, you know, you want Detroit to win. You want the Cowboys and Eagles to lose. That's what the 49ers are rooting for. You don't care about anything else. Yeah, if the Rams drop one more cool, but let's just be real. Stafford's playing great, but that team's not a balanced team. And they're not going to be a balanced team. So, you know, the one or two seeds. So let's do this. I want to do this hypothetical for you, Wayne. Let, let's okay. go through. I want to play out two separate scenarios for you. Now, let's just let's get the, the most likely out of the way. Let's say the 49ers stay the one seed. 
Mm-hmm. You get the bye week for the wild card round. You go into the divisional round. You play the lowest seed possible. My question to you, you're hosting. Would you rather play out of these two teams, the Eagles or the Cowboys at Santa Clara? Which one do you want? I mean, for me, I'm nostalgic. So give me the Cowboys. I don't give a f- what their offense puts up. I don't care if they sc- they don't score 40 against us. I tell you that. I tell you that, and and, and 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 that's what I want. I want Jerry Jones. I want I want the owners battling it out. Jed York versus Jerry Jones. I I want I, I and I want that to really be the NFC Championship. Like that's that would reset what oh. football is. Like you know what I'm saying. And I know you're saying we'll have to get them in that first round, but when we play. But I'd rather play them in the NFC Championship for the NFC Championship. And I hate to say it, it doesn't matter if we play in Dallas or if we play in Santa Clara. Either way, yeah. that's what I want. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I, again, the idea of beating the Cowboys to knock them out of the playoffs three consecutive years in a row, that is just fat, you know, 10-year-old John Chapman's dream. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, please sign me up for that. Big Daddy, appreciate you, man. He said, did Green Bay loss to the Giants definitely give us a playoff berth? Yes. Yes. 49ers officially clinched. No matter what happens, we go 0-4, and, and every other team wins. We are in the playoffs guaranteed. But bigger, better things for the 49ers. And it's a testament to, look, when the season started, the 49ers had the best odds to make the playoffs. That's come true. That has come true. The only team in the NFL to clinch a playoff spot currently. Now, let's play the other way around, Wayne. Let's just, for for argument's sake, mm-hmm. let's say the 49ers are the two seed, okay? okay? There's about five to six teams that are, oops, wrong way on my slide. Sorry, guys. There's currently six teams that are fighting for those last two spots. So, Let's say the 49ers are the two seed. Of these teams, I'm going to give you a lot of options, so let me go through these teams real quick. These are all six and seven or better teams that could be that six or seven seed. Okay, which team would you prefer to play out of these? Vikings, Packers, Rams, Seahawks, Falcons, Saints. You get your choice. That were the two seed that wild card round. Who would you prefer to host at Levi's? Vikings, Packers, Rams, Seahawks, Falcons, Saints. I mean, give me the Seahawks, a team that we know, a team that Brock Purdy is undefeated against. Like, give me the Seahawks all day, every day. Let Brock Purdy and that team come out and continue to show their true dominance. I don't think the Seahawks match up well against the San Francisco 49ers. I don't think Pete Carroll has any uh, answers for the San Francisco 49ers. So if they have the opportunity to play the Seahawks and the Cowboys to get to the NFC, I mean, to get to the Super Bowl, sign me up, beam me up, Scotty. I'm ready to go. Oh, I freaking love Aaron uh, Rubin agrees with you. He said, I would love to play Seattle in the playoffs again. Could you imagine beating this time, this team six times in <laughs> two years? Like, they, they they don't want anything to do with us. Um, and so, yeah, right here, you know, we're seeing the answers. A lot of people want to play the Vikings again. Falcons because yeah. of Desmond Ritter. Peachy, she's from the South. She says Saints. It's something Packers, about the Seahawks. Saints that I don't like when they play the Niners. It's something about them being an oh, It's the, Fal- the Falcons and the Saints are always a nuisance 
to the San Francisco the 49ers, the old yeah. NFC West. It's something about them. I don't care how dog crap their teams are. It doesn't matter. They just give the Niners problems. I mean, John and I talked about being on the road last year, and we got our butts whipped by Marcus Mariota. It, yeah. it, we shouldn't have. And, and it just seems – so I, I want to stay away from those two teams if we can. Give me the team that I know we match up better against – that is the Seahawks. I know people want to get revenge on Minnesota. Let's do it in the regular season. Uh, but right now, give me the Seahawks. Geno can't beat us. Drew Locke can't beat us. Who are they going to use? That third string guy they signed? I like that. Yeah, they go, yeah. figure it out. Hey, you know, it's funny because this probably isn't going to be a popular take on this show because of Fresno. One of my least favorite players in the NFL is Carr. I can't stand him. At the Rams <laughs> game last year, I was so excited to see our defense, and then he got benched. Stared, Stidham come in and prove to everybody why Carr was so bad. I'd love playing against Derek Carr. Knocked the mascara off of his face. Like, I, I want to see it, man. Um, and I know there's a lot of Fresno State people out there that are like, no, we like Carr. He's a good guy. Uh, but again, it's just not my jam. So, uh, yeah, you take that for what you want. But that, that, that's okay. Right here, Diamond Dog Sports. Thanks for the subscription. He said, lots of injuries this time of year, aside from some guys on the defensive side of the ball. We're looking healthy-ish? Yes. Yes, the 49ers are a much healthier team than almost anybody else in the NFL. Doesn't mean we're healthy. Nobody is at this point. You play this many football games. It's going to cause some issues. Uh, but, yeah, this has been fun. Now, what I want to do just real quick, um, you know, during the holiday season, whatever you choose to celebrate, we're highlighting a different 49ers charity every single week. Um, and this week is George Kittle's. Uh, what he uses his uh, platform for, and that's Operation Freedom Paws, which is such a cool deal. It's, you know, their thing is four paws, two feet, one team. They exist to save lives through human and canine interaction service dogs for vets, kids, uh, soldiers that have gone through, you know, terrible experiences and whatever else. And, you know, this one hits close to home for me, it, it, the 49ers Rush crew. Uh, a lot of you guys don't know Juan Salas, the one that does all of our clips and a lot of our YouTube marketing. He served. Um, he was on Black Hawk helicopter that crashed and has gone through ridiculous amount of surgeries yeah. to try to come through that. And so anything that we could do, politics aside, whatever else, uh, not pro-war, but I'm very pro-soldier and the people that have served. Um, so this is a wonderful way. So all you got to do is go to OperationFreedomPause.org. I donated this morning. It's a wonderful way. And if you don't have money, that's okay. They're accepting volunteers for people that can come in and help train these service dogs um, to get them into the hands of families that could use them. Lots of different ways to support. Um, just something to keep in mind during this time. Now, let's get to this. I'm excited. I, I caused some issues on Twitter, Wayne. Um, I'm good at that, right? I'm, it's, it's a bad thing. Here was my question. I asked a simple question because I don't know what to do with Brock Purdy Wise. And the whole nostalgia thing, I had to wait till you came on the show so I could talk about this. Ooh. Where does Brock Purdy currently belong as far as like 49ers tier quarterbacks? And I'm not saying he belongs in one tier or the other. The way I phrase this question which tier is Brock Purdy closer to? The top tier is Montana and Young, right? Then the second tier, and I think there's a big drop-off, and you could exclude or include other quarterbacks, but it's, you know, Colin Kaepernick, Jeff Garcia, Jimmy G. You want to throw Alex Smith in there? Cool. Like, where is Purdy? Which one is he closer to? Is he closer to the elite status, or is he closer to Garcia, Jimmy G, you know, whoever you want to throw into that category? What do we do with Brock Purdy and what he's done so far for the 49ers? 
I mean, for me, you know, uh, he's elite. Uh, I, I, uh, my definition of elite is the picture of Brock Purdy. Like that's that's what he is. He wins games, um, and 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 he wins playoff games. And unfortunately, he hasn't had his opportunity to win a Super Bowl game. Uh, and so um, it, he he's he's not in that stratosphere as of Steve Young and Joe Montana as of yet. But if he's in that second tier, he's definitely trending toward that Joe Montana, Steve Young category. Um, and in my opinion, he surpassed all the other players that you mentioned, Alex Smith, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Jeff Garcia, um, and, the, and those guys. Forgive me if I missed anybody, but he surpassed them. And, and I think everybody sees it because, you know, when you watch Brock Purdy on the football field, it's a kid that doesn't get flustered. It's a kid that'll make a mistake and find a way to, like, uh, rebound off of it. He's very resilient, and he's starting to control what the defenses do. And that, to me, when you become a manipulator in the past game, as the quarterback, uh, yeah, I'm going to make you do this, cause, cause I, but I'm going to do this. Like, that. that's it. That's it. He's probably the best point guard quarterback we've had uh, since Steve Young. And so... I like what Brock Purdy is doing. I'm not trying to put this kid on a crazy high pedestal, but he's he's earning that every single week, even in the three losses. We wanted to hold him accountable for those three losses. Okay, but well, look what he, look how he's responded. And no one wanted to factor in that he was missing his key maker. Right. <laughs> but 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 now they see that Debo is the key, right? Now they're understanding that this team, this offense, excuse me, doesn't kind of tick the same way. It talks, but it doesn't tick without Debo Samuel. And then you get a healthy Debo at that. We were just talking about Debo just being in the damn lineup. Yep. Now he's healthy. Man, listen, Brock Purdy is entering that stratosphere, bro. He gets a Super Bowl. He's elite in that conversation. Yeah. Steve, you only got one. Brock needs one. He's entering that conversation. Yeah. Uh, Sean says, you know, Purdy is about to leapfrog everyone to third all-time. MVP in a Super Bowl ring puts him number three uh, with potential to be number two when it's all said and done. Here's the crazy thing. Brock Purdy's 23 years old still. Bro, can you imagine when Brock He's Purdy turns 27? Like, can you imagine him at 27? You know what I want to look up? How old was Steve Young... His was, first year he started with us, he was 26. Right. He's got a four-year jump on Steve Young's time with us. That, that's something I really haven't thought about very much. Now, I asked this question on Twitter, and it's pretty bad. 82.6%. This is over 2,200 votes, so it's not a small sample size. 82% said he's closer to the Montana Young tier. Now, I'm not saying he's there. And I get, you know, a lot of these comments are we got to wait till the end of the year and all those things. I get that. I get that. But at the same time, the, I think it's just interesting with what he has been able to accomplish. And for anybody saying system quarterback or whatever else, they don't pay attention. They don't watch film. Most of the NFL analysts on those, you know, big they stations don't watch actually film. don't watch film, don't watch mm -hmm. the NFL. Uh, they sit there at their computers watching Red Zone and try to find stats to, you know, back up their already preconceived notions. And, and that's okay. There's a place for that in today's society. That's okay. Um, but, man. And so, and I think people are all over this spectrum. Oscar said he's behind Garcia Cap and G Jimmy G. I'm cool with that. If longevity is what you're looking for, 
It's like, I have no problem with that. But this kid's already got two playoff wins. He's already got two. I, and, and I get it. Cap got us to the Super Bowl. Jimmy G, Super Bowl appearance. I get it. I get those guys that have Super Bowl appearances, and, and they failed. But, but at the end of the day, like, and, and I'm, I'm just basing it off of what Brock does, man. There's no way Brock and this 49ers team will get to a Super Bowl and lose. It, it's just almost impossible unless there's the inevitable happens. Like, you know what I mean? And and then when you look at the, the way that this team continues to just, like, sync up, health is the key. If they stay healthy, I mean, they're well-balanced. And you already talked about what tips them over. It's the health of that defense. The defense is number one for a reason. You want to you wanna play a defense, so what? The defense might be ranked top 10, top 12 in passing yards. Ask me what they're ranked in points, John. Yeah, what are they ranked in points? Number mother-freaking one. Number, number one. one. And it, what was funny is when they entered into week 14, guess where they were ranked? Number two. Guess who they were behind? The Baltimore Ravens by .2 points, 15.6 to 15.8. The Ravens just gave up 31 points, my guy. And all of a sudden, now the Niners only gave up 16 points. So they gave up .2 more points than they were giving up all season long against the Seattle Seahawks, which I was pissed off about because I wanted them to only get 13. But they ended up getting that stupid, silly touchdown to Kobe Parkinson because all of a sudden, we just can't cover tight ends, which is the only thing I feel like we struggle against on the defense because we just Leave Titans wide the freak mother freaking open and they can grind a seam and it's a touchdown. I'm tired of exposing plays from wide receivers. Sorry about the rant. Anyway, my point is it. they're the number one scoring defense for a reason, Craig. I love it, man. I love it, man. Well said. And I, I'm loving all these, you know, comments coming in. David says Montana was 25 when he first won his chip. Now, I think Brock Purdy's birthday is this month. He's born around Christmas. You know, that should tell you something. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have to see there. Right here, Daryl, thanks for the super chat. Would have would it have been cheaper um, mm -mm. right here to pick up Ken Law's fifth-year option? No, mm -mm. definitely not. You didn't want to guarantee it for injury. So maybe you do keep Ken Law, but it still will be cheaper than what he was going to be. Um, so, yeah, that's okay. Um, and, and we'll see. We'll see what this looks like. Now, de depending on where you are with Purdy, Dak Prescott has overtaken him again as the MVP favorite. Because of the, the game against the Eagles, which he had a good game, not near as good as the Purdy game against the Eagles or the Cowboys. I, 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 don't, but, I, don't, I don't get it. Purdy well, they up, want him to be there. I mean, the Cowboys no, were no, and, and, and I understand that. But it doesn't, it doesn't make sense if the quarterback has better numbers. Yeah. At the end of the day. In every category. In every category. Okay, so Dak has two more touchdowns. Fine. So you, you, you're telling me two more touchdowns and one less interception is better than all the other categories? Is that what we're talking about? Because it's, it's it's almost like unlikely for Purdy to have a four touchdown game like that. That that's an anomaly for the San Francisco 49ers because they don't have to throw it. They can they can run the ball down your throat and beat you with four touchdowns on the ground and maybe get one in the air and still have five touchdowns. Look, I get Dallas has a has a, a higher scoring offense with their number two, uh, and they might be number one because the Miami Dolphins were number one, and I don't know where they're ranked right now. I haven't looked up anything, but it just doesn't make sense. And 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 I'm not hating on Dak because I think he's having a phenomenal season. But man, I'm telling you, yo, if if Purdy Purdy keeps getting overlooked, and you know what? Actually, I'm cool with it. Let that be the fuel to his fire. There we go. And this chart, I, I freaking love this. This shows every team's it, – it's a it, the, the higher up you go on the vertical axis, you know, is the more pass yards you've thrown through. Now, only three teams, the Cowboys, 
The Dolphins and the 49ers have thrown for over 3,400 yards. Only three teams in the NFL have. However, the bottom horizontal axis is pass attempts. The 49ers have the fewest pass attempts in the NFL. (laughs) Out of all 32 teams, they're dead last. They throw the ball the least. However, they're third (laughs) in pass yards. Yo. And it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter if they're yak. What since when was yak a, 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 a hindrance into the NFL? Like it's the reason yak is is not no one complains when Tyreek Hill's getting yak or all these other guys are getting yak. Like since when is yak a problem? We were <laughs> yeah, the I'm yak bros that. two three years ago and everybody made it a big deal. Oh, they're the yak bros, and now we the yak. We the Yak family because we got more than three now. Everybody get Yak if you a 49er because all you got to do is catch an accurate pass and be who you are. The moment I saw Jawan Jennings getting Yak, I realized, oh, shoot, this offense is different because he the slowest wide receiver and he still could get Yak. That's my point. They, the players still got to get the Yak, bruh. I'm just man, saying, stay with it, man. You, I, you like, I, I'm tired of the hate. I need I need the 49ers to win this Super Bowl so I can I can just I can lose all my freaking endorsements cuz I will lose them. I I will risk it all. I promise I will go ham on the NFL and every analyst out there. And the moment I see an analyst try to jump ship and talk about how this is a good team, they are getting the business. <laughs> it makes me happy when when it gets better. I'm trying to look up currently the uh the yak total yards and i i don't think i'm going to be able to find it live on air and i apologize because whenever you look at the stats it's pretty interesting but i can't pull it up it's not pulling up fast enough on uh, pro football focus so i apologize for that but yeah if if your complaint is brock has too many yak yards you're wrong and you're not even looking at the numbers that's just what somebody told you and you're just repeating it but they didn't it's complain not, when jimmy sense. garoppolo was doing it they didn't complain Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, 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 Jimmy's nice, man. Look, he threw a one-yard pass. He threw a, a half-a-yard pass. He threw a .25-yard pass. And, yeah, Yak is amazing. Now, all of a sudden, it's not amazing because <laughs> it, it just, what yard, yards after catch with that measures is accuracy and anticipation, throwing open wide receivers. That's what Brock's one of his best things at doing is, is he puts his players in positions to be successful. Uh, the system does help that as well. Andres, what's up, man? He says, Chapman, great time at last Sunday at Levi's. My wife and I had a great time. It was so cool hanging out, brother. Really appreciate you, man. It's always fun getting to know more about you guys and getting to know you guys better. So uh, it's been fun, man. Uh, this show's always a blast. We do the same thing Friday mornings. You just got to head over to Wayne's channel to enjoy us over there. We get a little bit more. It's called the game plan. And I got mm. the great coach right here, John Chapman, mm. breaking down the game because – Ah, I'm going to tell you right now, this game might not – I'm more a little bit concerned about playing the Cardinals than I was playing the Seahawks. Yeah, I agree. They match up a little better with us. I know we beat them earlier in the year, and that was easy, but they're playing a little bit better, more feisty football right now. And Kyler Murray's playing for his job out there. Uh, so I'm excited about it, But and the 49ers are favored by over two touchdowns already. And I think that's probably where they should be. They should take care of business. That stadium is going to be full of Niners fans. Cardinals fans have disappeared. 49ers haven't played in Arizona in three years. And the three years ago, it was COVID, and people couldn't go to the damn games. Niners fans, I'm telling you right now, man, it is going to be, whoo. 
I'm excited about this game, man. So I'm sorry right. that I can't be there with the road trip this weekend. Fortunately, the holidays are coming. Yeah, and uh, for me, it's work. It's, it's music time for me. Sorry, make that money, man. That's what yeah. it's about. We all about supporting each other, and that's what it is. Wayne, go ahead and take us out of the show, man. Guys, this is what faithful is all about. Right. We ask you to be faithful. We ask you to remain faithful. That's the mantra of this show. We've asked you to do it and you continuously do it over and over again through the good, through the bad, through the ugly, through the injuries, through the excitement. I guess what? I'm going to ask you to do it again. You got to find a way to remain faithful. Stay strong, everybody, because it's just beginning. December football's in full freaking effect. Niners all day. Bang, bang. We out. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.